Amen. Amen. Well, we're going to jump right on into this message today, and it is called Soaring High. And what I mean by that, I'm talking about overcoming, soaring high, uh, getting a bird's eye view of your situation and rising above it. Amen. Now, usually, if we're not careful, we end up in the crash and burn section, right? You know, sometimes you'll have those days and things like that. But I'm going to tell you, that's when we need to adjust our focus on who God is and who he is in our life. Amen. So when I say this, a lot of times when we look at the world, a lot of times the world might think soaring high is what? Maybe money. Maybe accomplishments, you know, stature, things like that, influence, power. A lot of times people think, man, I'm soaring high. But, you know, um, a lot of people think it's because of their intellect. They're, they're, they're pretty smart or something like that. But aren't you glad God will take you right where you are? Amen? I, that ought to be a big amen. I'll give you two amens on that. You know, and, and God is so faithful, man. And, you know, this, this life can be pretty tough sometimes. And it can teach us a lot of lessons if we want to lean into to see what's going on. But we always need to put it up against the backdrop of the cross. And that's what I pray today as we go through God's word uh, that we're encouraged by the word of the Lord. And so, um, you know, let's look at what God says about soaring high. Let's look how he says that we overcome. Amen. So if you got your Bibles with you today, this is where we're going to get to Isaiah 40, verse 31. I'm going to kind of unpack it, but I still want to read this verse. We might read it a couple times because I think it's something good for us to, to get in our hearts. It says, but those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. So there's a little bit more to the story. So what I want to do is go ahead and read God's word and kind of set the stage for this. All right. So if you got your Bibles, we should be in uh, chapter 40 of Isaiah. We're going to read from uh, 28. I want to kind of unpack it as we go. Okay. It starts out. It says, have you never heard? Have you never understood the Lord? is the everlasting God. See, that's what I'm talking about. If we set the, the backdrop against our bad day, against the cross, and see who, who is in us through a personal relationship with Jesus Christ, we start seeing the power. See, Isaiah the prophet starts saying, have you never heard? Do you not understand? And then he tells them this truth. The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of all the earth. Now, how do, you, how do you feel about that? Now, when I was little, right, I was me and my sister. My sister's about six years older than me, and she was a little bit of a tomboy. And I'm going to tell you what, I was the permanent hiker on the team. They wouldn't let me go out for the passes or anything else. But I'm going to tell you what, if somebody stiff-armed her brother, my sister was all in their face, man. And you say, well, where is that good? It felt pretty good having some good backup. You know what I mean? I knew if something was going down, I was like, hey, you don't want my sister. You don't want my sister on you, right? And so, you know, and you say, well, how does that tie in? When you've got somebody that's got your back, that can take care of business, you can walk a little easy. You can rest a little better. Well, how much better is it? It is no better than having a Lord in your corner. Amen. That's what I want you to see there. We're going down a little bit. He says, he never grows weak or weary. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. Isn't that amazing? You know, we think we got it all figured out sometime and one phone call changes everything. One little situation one bump in the road, one setback changes everything. We have to jump back and recalibrate. But you know what? He says, look at this. No one can measure the depths of his understanding. And, you know, even though we don't understand a lot of things this side of heaven, I want to tell you what. God has it all planned out. God knows what's coming. He knows that you were going to be here today. It was, man, I just thought I'd come here today. And I believe, and we constantly pray about this, that, you know what, today is the message for today. A fresh word. For everybody that's listening today. Amen. Let's go on down a little bit more. 29 says he gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Amen. Now that's grace right there. You ever just felt wore out? 
You're like, how am I going to do this? What's going on? And somehow God just breathes that extra oomph into you. Man, that's good to know that you're not in it alone. All right, we come on down here. Boy, I can relate to this here. It says, uh, even youth will become weak and tired and young men will fail, fall in exhaustion. Man, let me tell you something. I understand that real good. Now, I don't, I don't really think I'm that old. I'm 48, and, 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 but I'm getting there, right? You know what I mean? And I tell you why, because in my mind, how about this? I think I'm 18, man. I think I'm like 20. So when Jesse says, hey, go long, Dad, I'm going to throw you the pass, I'm like, I got it. And man, that circle we live on gets long. After about three car lengths, I'm going, man, throw the ball. Throw the ball, I'm going down, right? But see, there's something about that. My joints and my body goes, you're 48. You're 48. You should be hiking again. You should be permanent center again, right? You know, but see, that's what I'm looking at so many times. We think, man, it's great to stay in shape. It's great to do a few things. But let me tell you, this whole body will wear out. But God never wears out. Let's rest in him, amen? Let's keep on walking on through this thing. And this is where I really want to get. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. They will soar high on the wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Man, that's, that's the whole deal. That, that's the bread and butter of the message, you know what I mean? So many times we just go, man, how am I going to make it through here? How am I going to make it through here? What, what, what about this? What about that? But I tell you what, when we've got the proper understanding who God is, and he's in our life, everything changes, amen? It's getting that divine perspective, I like to call it. So everybody doing good, say amen. amen. All right, we always do like a preaching and a teaching, so what I want you to do is make sure you've got your handouts, and we're going to kind of pick through a few things here, and I think it'll help us, amen? Here we go. Well, the things the Lord gave me this week when I was talking about this message and praying over it, he said, I want to show you three points, straining, training, and regaining. He gave me, and I was like, okay, well, how does this fit together? Well, let's take a look at this. Take that verse 30 and bring it over. It says, and it goes on on 30. It says, even youths will become weak and tired and young men will fall in exhaustion. Man. You know, the word tells us very plainly, guess what? This body's going to wear out, amen? This body's going to wear out. But you know, I, we can, and we can only go so far in our own strength. Now, I'm not telling you to throw your hands up and go, it doesn't matter. I think we should strive, not strain. I think there's a difference when we're striving. We're pressing in with God's Wisdom and his power. Amen. Let's take a look at this. I call that muscle versus mind, right? I just talked about that a little bit. See, our muscle, man, we think we could do it, but it doesn't always line up with our mind. But if we line our mind up with the word of God, it starts to put everything in proper perspective. Amen. Let's take a look at this. Uh, I hope this makes sense. I said we need to press in, but don't overpressurize. Don't stress out. That's easier said than done, isn't it? You know, it's so easy to say that. And and then, man, look around and go, we're just overloaded. So I said, make sure you read this, buddy. So I put, so many times we put all the pressure on ourselves instead of relying on God. Can I get an amen there? All right. And I said, I know this isn't easy. It's easier done, you know, it's easier said than done, but we really need to, to, to make that choice, you know? And I was thinking about that. And I said, you can see how freeing that becomes when we put God in the place that he's supposed to be in. We put him first in our life. You know, he's willing and he's able to carry us through. And life, I wrote this down. I thought it was neat. The Lord gave me, I said, life can get bigger than us real fast, but it'll never get bigger than God. I want you to hear that. Life can just overwhelm us at times, but it will never overwhelm God. And so that's why we can come and talk to God about things. And let me tell you, it's been a tough week walking with family that has lost this week. 
And, you know, there's questions and we'll probably always have questions. Why? I don't understand. You know, and as a pastor, you'd like to say, well, this is the answer. And you know what? Sometimes you just cry with people and sometimes you just love with people, love people. And you tell them, just, you know what? We might not know all the answers this side of heaven. But this is what the Lord told me. I said, Lord, how do I minister to people in such a loss? I'm hurting. They're hurting. Everybody's hurting. Our community is hurting. And the Lord laid this on me. He said, don't focus on the things you don't know. Focus on the things you do know. I said, God, that's it. You're a good God, even though I don't understand everything. God, you know, you tell us when we call upon your name, we will be saved. You haven't lost anything. You say no man can pluck you out of your father's hand. It's by grace you're saved through faith. And see, and I start filling up on the word of God and sharing the promises of God. It starts changing our perspective and it starts lightening our heart. That doesn't mean we're still not grieving and still not having a tough time and things like that. But I'm telling you again, getting the perspective of the background of, of the cross. You know, when we go through a loss, guess what? Let's be honest. We get angry. Why? We get angry. You know, and I talked to people and they said, I don't, I don't want to be angry, but I'm angry. I said, you know what? God understands all that better than, than I could ever understand. God gave his son because sin cost so much. It had to be the perfect sacrifice. And his son willingly said, you know what? I'll pay the price for you, for you, for you, for you, for you, for anybody who called upon him. And see, that's why I always like to go, go a step further and, and for people to understand that Jesus laid down his life, right? And he poured out his blood. We talked about the sacrifice of the blood and all that a couple of weeks ago and, and, and atonement and all those things. You can go back and listen to the messages. But for time's sake, we had a debt that we couldn't pay. And Jesus paid a debt he didn't owe. But he did it because he loved you that much. He loved you that much. Now, you got that right there. Now, when I say... I need to add to it. What did I just do? I just trampled the blood. I said, well, Lord, your sacrifice is not enough. Why do we always want to try to add to what God did? It's finished. He said, it is finished. I want you to see how big that is. You know? Can you imagine this? This is not even my notes. Can you imagine somebody brought, brought this up here and said, well, hey, Pastor Buddy, we were thinking about you. We just got you this gift. And I go, oh, okay, thanks. Uh, what I owe you? That'd be an insult to them, wouldn't it? Right? They said, no, no, we got it because we're thinking about you and we care about you and we just want you to have that gift. And I go, yeah, yeah, I know, but I, I, I need to add to it. Wouldn't that, wouldn't that offend you? What, what happens when we go over here and we go, yeah, I know Jesus paid the price and he rose on the third day, but you know, I, I, I got to do something too. No, all you got to do is believe. All you got to do is put your faith and trust in this finished work of that cross. Amen. That's freeing. Because a lot of times people see religion... Right? Religion will tell you, well, you got to clean up, man. you got to do this. you got to walk straight. you got to be at every Bible study and all those things. That's great. But don't do that to think you got to get in. You do that because God's in your heart and you have a desire to grow in a relationship. Does that make sense? It's about the relationship. You know, you think about that even in marriage. I'm probably jumping the gun here. But you know what? Or your bike, right? You look at that, that stuff. You get a bicycle, right? You, you, okay, it's yours. But you know what? You still... Learn and walk in that. In our relationship and marriages and stuff, we still, we're married, right? We're a Christian, right? And we're still learning. But you know what? Just like that, you just don't tell your wife once, oh, I love you. That's not going to go well because you're always growing and sharing and everything else. And that's what I'm talking about in a relationship. And I really think I jumped the gun on that, but it's so good I'll tell you twice. Is that all right? <laughs> Let's keep on going. So press in, but don't overpressurize. Let the Lord lead, amen? You know what? And I wrote this down. Maybe this is for me too. I'm sure it's for me because everything's in here for me as well. 
Saying no is not a bad thing. Saying no is not a bad thing. You know, you try to do as much as you can for people. You try to be everywhere. You try to be everything. And it will leave you in a ball, man, rolled out and trampled. So you know what? I asked the Lord, help me to put this in your perspective. You know, Lord, what's going on here? You know, you want to do things for people. You want to be, but the truth of the matter is you can't be everything for everybody. But Jesus can. So my prayer is that, you know what? As we walk through this journey, that we do a good job of pointing people to the one who can do it all. The one who gave it all. The creator of the universe. Amen? Well, let's keep on going. It says he gives power to the weak and strength to the powerless. Amen? Man, sometimes you just think, I can't take another step. There's no way. And you know what happens in my life? I look too much. I'm looking at all this. I'm looking at, Denise going to yell at me. Right? I'm looking at, I'm looking here, man. How am I going to get to that place there? How, I mean, I can't go around this way. How am I going to get down there? This is weeks and months and, and years out. And it's great to prepare. We're going to talk about preparation. But you know what? If I take one step at a time where I can see a little bit better. And keep, this is my main focus. Thank you, baby, for setting that up. I didn't even know we were going to use it. But you know what? Go, mama. But you know what? God's a provider, isn't he? Give us an illustration right there. When we take it a step at a time and we keep our focus centered on on. Jesus Christ, let me tell you, it's going to change everything. Amen. Let's keep on rolling. Gives us strength. Trust God's for today's needs. Man, we can start looking, man, I don't know what's going to happen next year. We work on a contract where I work at. It's usually five years and then they have a five-year continuous. So it's like 10 years. They just re-awarded another contract. And people go, what do you think? Who do you think we'll get the next one? <laughs> we haven't even started this one. You know, we get way out of what? Man, are you going to be able to retire? Are you going to be able to do this? You know, when we get way down the line and we get overwhelmed, and what about this or what about this or what about this? Man, let's trust God for today's needs. Let's trust God for today's needs. I see that over and over and over. If we would stop straining and start relying on God, I think we'd live a lot easier, wouldn't we? Have a lot more peace in our life. I'm preaching to me. Amen. Focus on his strength and not on your own. Mmm. Man. You know, we talked about that, and, and, and a lot of times we think, man, you know, I could do that, I can do that, I can do that. And, and a lot of times we just get overwhelmed. And I said, don't let our circumstances set the pace, but allow God to guide our steps. Let God prioritize our schedule. Man, day at a time and in his strength. You know, I've had people say, well, what, what's the plan? What's the plan about this? What's the plan about this? I said, well, you know what? I'm going to preach this message this week, this week. You know? When we first start recording CDs, we did about four of them now, and, it, and it's great to do, and I love doing the music, and it takes a lot of time. And I always tell people this. I said, but we did the first one first, and they look at me like I'm crazy. And then we did the second one second to go, boy, he's just real, real bunch of wisdom there. Now, what I mean by this, you do what you're doing right now the best you can, and you learn from that. And then what we learned from the first one, we pulled it over into the second one. I didn't get all the way out here and go, wow, we should do the, just a step at a time. We're learning here every time, every week. You know, we're trying to grow in the Lord. But how do we do that? We stay close to the Lord. Amen. And I want, I want you guys to just know that we just need to continue to lean into what God's got for us. Amen. And I, I wrote a few things in here I want, I want to share with you. I says, you know, we have to lift our eyes to him. And that's how Holy Spirit works from the inside out. It's by his power and his might that we overcome. It's God for us, God in us. And then God working through us to accomplish everything only he can do. Amen. It's only what God can do. How many know there's things working in your life that is so obvious that only God can do? Amen. I'm going to tell you. 
You know, it's amazing. Have you ever seen some people that are just very gifted in different things? And maybe I, some, I always thought somebody does woodworking and stuff, you know. And you go, man, how did you learn that? How, where did you learn it? Did you go to, to school for this? And I, no, you know, uh, my dad showed me this or this person showed me this. And, you know, I'm just praying about it. And it's amazing. You know, um, you see people that are very creative art with art and stuff. And I go, wow, because they see something on the screen. They see something on that can- canvas that I don't see. Now, when they connect all the dots, I go, oh, when God looks at the canvas of your life, he sees all the dots connected. Amen. Man, God's giving me some good stuff today. When God's looking at our life, he looks at the canvas of our life and he says, you know what? I know every dot. I know every nick. I know every scrape. I know every scar. And you know what? I can turn that into a beautiful masterpiece if you just let me mold you. See, we need to be moldable. We don't need to be up here going, well, I'm going to do it this way and rigid and rigid and rigid and rigid. Man, what happens when something gets real rigid? It'll snap, right? But you know what? When we're pliable, God wants our hearts to be pliable to his word so that he can mold us and speak into our life. And that's what I pray today. We don't need to be straining. We need to be listening and we need to be striving and letting God set our pace. Amen. So when we walk with the Lord, don't, don't, don't get on that wheel. Y'all seen that little habit trail thing. Anybody had any gerbils? Uh, I'm the only one that has some gerbils. Man, that thing will get on there. And why do they only do it at 3 o'clock in the morning? Well, what is the deal with it? Like, you know, you just want to put a stick in there where you can't turn it sometimes. Yeah, I'm going to sleep. But you know what? That's what we do sometimes. We just run, 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 run. And then we wonder why our family's been neglected. We wonder why, you know, that, that work's taking the priority away from something else. Man, let God set the stage in our life. And I, and I wrote this down last night when I was thinking about this. I said, remember prayer is a great time saver. That's a great time saver. You know, we talked about it the other day. There was a guy that had looking for his glasses. Has anybody seen my glasses, man? You know, he said, man, I know my wife was dusting in here. I know she took them. Be careful with that. I do that a lot. How many people had a screwdriver in the back pocket? Right? Yeah. Sit down in your nice leather seats in your truck. Oh, man, not good. But you know what? So we're looking all around and we've already got everything we need. See, I want you to hear that. You're looking all around at the world and the finances and all these things. But you've got Jesus Christ. You've got everything you already need. He's already crowned you with his righteousness, with his forgiveness, with his redemption and his wisdom. God gives you wisdom. Man, that's amazing. I got another story. I just thought about this. Um, we, a lot of us work at, at NASA um, and we work, I work in a wind tunnel. And I work in a very dangerous wind tunnel. Nobody, they, they, they call it the bomb. That's not a good thing. Where do I work at the bomb? Right? It's very loud. And what happens is, it's like a rocket on its side. And it runs at 5,000 miles an hour at about 3,500 degrees Fahrenheit. That's hot, man. You can cook some hot dogs with that thing. And what you have is like an overgrown barbecue uh, grill. And it's called a spray bar. I had no idea why I was going to get into this, but there's something in there for you. Big spray bar like this. If you could just imagine your grill on steroids. And the way that there's, there's holes in that thing has to, has to do with the way that it, the flow pattern, okay? We got into a couple of years ago, several years ago, and we couldn't get it right. And it was burning the tunnel. It was burning stuff up. And we're going, if that keeps burning, we ain't going to have a job, man. They had everybody out there. They're measuring, man. They're all this. They, I mean, burning another hole, man. We're like this. We got to figure this thing out. What happened? What's going on? Had a friend of mine, a believer in Christ. And uh, he said, can I take a look at it? He said, you just got everybody to back off. 
It's a true story. And he went in that big, that the, our meeting room and shut, shut the door. We didn't see him for half a day. And he came out and he put, he had a big drawing. He put it down there and he goes, that's going to work. And they look at it and they go, why? He said, because I've been praying the whole time in here. And I feel like God moved my hand to every one of those things. It worked. Give the Lord a hand clap. Let me tell you what. And we're still running it today. Man, they had all the slide rules. They had all this. But man, when one man took time and said, you know what? I don't know. Shortened up the time. Got on his knees and said, Lord, you got to show me how. There's, there's people working here. There's families here. We, we got we to be safe with this thing. Lord, what's going on? And he said, and he was an engineer. He goes, it doesn't even make sense to me. But that's okay. Because I'm telling you, this is going to work. We didn't have nothing else. Sometimes when you don't have anything else, that's the best place to be. I'm not being insensitive, but I'll tell you what, then all we got is God and he's more than enough. Amen? Absolutely. So, man, I, I tell you, when we look at that stuff and you see it, how many times you look in your life, you go, man, I would have never figured that out. But God did. You know, I love hearing the testimonies and the stories as we spend time together, how God's working in your life. So, you know what? Let's not, not let's not strain, but let's lean into what God's going on. Got going, amen. He could turn it all around. And I was looking at my notes that I can't read, and that's all right. I said, you know what? When you think, when you think, you have, oh boy, I'm glad I read that. If you get so busy that you can't pray, you're in the danger zone. I'm gonna tell you right there. You're on trouble, trouble, trouble avenue, and the roadblock's coming. Now I'm gonna tell you what, I, I've got to share this with you. Will y'all watch your toes, okay? I'm not gonna stomp on them, I'm gonna tell you. See a lot of people. You live in a small town. You see people come to church. They don't come to church. They come to church, whatever. What I always say, I'm not the church police. I'm not the church police. If I see you, I'm not going to say, well, why aren't you there? I'm going to say, hey, what's going on? How you doing? How's the hamburger? You know? So usually people say, man, I've just been so busy. Okay. I'm pretty busy myself, you know, two jobs and take care of my mom. I'm pretty busy. Probably not as busy as anybody else, but I'm busy. Oh, yeah, I'm going to get back into it. That's between you and the Lord. We're going to be there at 10. Lord willing, you know, that's it. We're going to be there on Tuesday. We're going to be there, Lord willing. But then I thought about that. What are we really saying? This is what I think we're really saying. Watch your feet now. I love you. We're really saying that what I got going so important that I can't make it to hang out with you for an hour and talk about Jesus. Now, if you come here or you go there or wherever, just go somewhere they're preaching the word. Is that, is that kind of what we say? It was like, man, I'm so busy. I just can't... I, can't fit him in, you know? And once I fix everything, then we'll let him back in. Man, that's a dangerous spot. Not beating anybody up, but you know what? When we start edging God out, right? Man, we set ourselves up for some bad stuff. And you know what? I'm not coming down on anybody about anything. I know we got stuff going on, everything else, but just think about that. Just think about that. The Lord, what did he say? Creator of the universe, creator of all things, woke you up this morning, let you see people, let you hear stuff, give you a job, give you a place, give you a car to get here, friends to come with, sit in here, nice chairs, all those things, all that stuff. And you go, man, I'm just so busy. Wow. I have to be careful with that myself because I like to be busy, right? But guess what? Being busy is not an excuse for edging God out. We can keep him in the middle, you know, keep him right in the middle, just like that cross right there. I was thinking about that because people say, well, I'm doing this, but I'm, I'm praying, you know, I'm praying. That's good. All right. Well, th that's great. 
Can you take God with you on your job? Yeah. Can he be on your boat? Yeah. Can he go to Bush Gardens? Yes, yes, yes. But you know what? Are we really saying, I'm giving him what's left over? Huh? I, I circled that there. I said, be careful. <laughs> but I'm just telling you, I'm just saying that, you know what, to sound alarms. Because you know what? I know that can happen in my life. You know, I know that can happen in my life. I can, you know, I can watch another TV show and man, I, go, well, I could get on that message a little later. Man, you know, I, I, I could do that and get back on that. But you know what? What happens is I end up shortchanging myself. Because when I don't give God the time that, that I know he deserves and I, and I desire to be with the Lord, I'm the one that's coming up short. Amen. I'm the one coming up short. You will never, ever, ever come up short spending time with God. Amen. And you know what? I will say this too. That doesn't mean you have to, to pray for 72 hours. You know? But I tell you what. If God's setting the pace, it's going to be okay. I just want you to hear that. Amen? Let's keep on rolling. All right. I want to take a minute to recognize Miss Tanya for finding the coolest backdrops each week. That is so cool. I love that. So the next thing we're going to talk about training and soaring high. And, and I was getting into this a minute ago and I thought about this. I said, Lord, help me. Give me an illustration. I'm a picture guy. And this is what I was thinking about. You know, soaring high. And I thought about a bird. I said, you know what? A bird comes out of his shell. He doesn't start flying around. Does he? You know what? He, of course not. And then I look at this. I said, it takes him a while to figure out about his wings. And he needs instruction to, to be all that he's destined to be. When you call on the name of Jesus, you are secure. You're in the family of God. No man can pluck you out of God's hand. You hear what I'm saying? However... For us to mature and grow in that relationship takes a little time, right? When you got your driver's license, you were licensed, you could drive, right? But as you spend time behind the wheel, you start picking up a few more things. I'm going to pull this back into when you got married, right? Boom, you're married. You're just as married as the day you said I do. And she said, you will. Yes. Amen. Oh, come on, help me, guys. Smile a little bit. <laughs> Smile. Man, that just would drop like that, man. Come on. But you know what? But it's a relationship. You know what? I heard people say, sometimes people before they get married, they say, well, it's 50-50. I'm thinking, <laughs> they ain't married, are they? 50-50. Well, sometimes it's 99 and 1, man. I'm going, help me. Help me. I am not a good patient. Even my boy said, Dad, stop whining. You know? You know, sometimes you just get down, you get worn. <laughs> you know, but sometimes it's 60-40. Sometimes it's 50-50. That's what happens. You know, I got a good friend of mine and they said, and, and they love to say this. You know, when I said, man, I really appreciate that. Whew. And they go, yeah, but that's what love does. Love doesn't have the score sheet out, man. Going, okay, well, you know, I did that three times. I only did it once. That's not that. Love just gives. Love just goes. You don't keep, what does it say in 1 Corinthians 13? No keeping no records of the rights or wrongs and all these things. Man, we just keep on going. You can't pull out, you can't pull that stuff out and go, yeah, but yeah, but remember we always say that here? It's always the yeah buts that gets us in a little bit more trouble. But I'm going to tell you what. As we grow in our relation with God, let him work in your life so we can just fly on the wings of eagles. Man, he's got so much for us. He's so much for us. Take a look at this. I put it this way. I said, just because something is available to us doesn't mean we have it all figured out. Amen? Just because I got that Bible in my hand don't mean I got it all figured out. But I know the one who does. And have a relationship with the one who does. And God is so gracious and so tender leading us in those things. 
That's exactly why this happens. How many of us have read a passage of scripture, scripture and go, got it. And then you read it three months later and you go, there's even more. Wow. You know, because as we grow in our understanding, God's going, but I want to show you more. You know, we can take what's a, a Bible verse that we hear a lot of. For God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son, only begotten son. Whoever believes in him will not perish. Have everlasting life. We say, I got it. That means, you know what? Jesus came to save me from my sin. And I got a place in heaven. Okay, we think we put a little bow on that. And then later on, something comes up and you don't respond right. And you go, well, man, maybe I'm not saved now. I mean, I shouldn't have done that. And then you read the Bible verse again. And he says, and I give them eternal life. And you ask the person, how long is eternal life? Forever. Then why are you acting like it was just for a week? God did the work. God seals you with the spirit. See what I'm saying? Just with that verse, look how it starts unpacking. What does love do? It gives and gives and gives and gives. So we can always go deeper and learn more. Amen? Mm -mm -mm. I was writing this here. I said, it's the same thing with us. Even though we call upon the name of the Lord and our salvation is absolutely secure through the finished work of the cross, we are still stretching our wings of faith. We're still growing. We're still digging in. And God's still loving us. I love that picture right there with the arms wrapped around that young lady. That's what God does to us. Amen? Well, guess what else? Romans 12, 2. I love this verse. It says, And do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind so that you may prove what the will of God is, that which is good and acceptable and perfect. Man, we need... I think, you know what I think happens sometimes? We get real casual about our relationship with the Lord. What do you mean by that? Ah, oh, God loves me. That's cool. God's a forgiving God. That's all right. You know, I read my Bible every now and then. Let me tell you, on Tuesday nights, we've been digging into what it means to be a disciple. You know, back when Jesus was walking the earth, let me tell you, everybody was plugged in. I said this a little bit last week, okay? When you grew up, everything was based on those scriptures. The way you live, the way you deal with your parents, the way you do business and everything else. And it cost them something. Let me jump into the little Bible study that we had last week. When people would come and, and, and buy, sell, and trade in the market area, right? They would come in, and you come in, and they'd say, hey, welcome, all right? Welcome. Heather, you do some great artwork, and we, we can't wait for you to sell it at our market. So now just go ahead and, and leave a sacrifice for all these other gods, and we'll be able to do business, right? But that person says, no, I only serve the one true God. They say, what? You're not going to honor our God? And you stand on your faith and you say, no, I'm only for Jesus. And they go, I'm sorry, you can't do business here. Matter of fact, you're going to make our gods with the little G mad. So we don't want you hanging out. It goes deeper, right? Let me tell you what it costs those, those Old Testament saints. You, you read about stuff and it's going into uh, where they would go around the, the gate, the, the, the city right there. And that's where they did a lot. It would be like our court system. And you would come in, and when you would come in, you'd take uh, an offering and, and put something up there like incense or something to burn for their different gods, little G. Right? And then you could sit down and, and have a say. So you get ready to come up there and they go, I noticed that you didn't give an offering to Zeus or this or that. And you said, no, 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 no. I, I serve the one high God, the one true God, Lord Jesus Christ. And they go, well, that's okay. You can just stack him on top of all the other gods. And you go, no, no, no. He is the one God. Guess what? Now they don't have a say. Now they're not sitting at the court set, set out to decide. You say, what are you talking about, buddy? We've got it so good. 
We don't realize what it costs sometimes to be a, a disciple like they did. And we get very casual with stuff. I'm afraid there might be a time coming like that. Look how things are changing in the world. Somebody was telling me the other day they, that uh, maybe it was grandma was telling me that, you know, about the Ten Commandments. We know they're trying to get the Ten Commandments out of here and, and add things to it or put a statue up of a, of a, you know, something satanic or something like that. But I'm going to tell you what. The reason I'm telling you about the training up, we need to renew our mind with the Word of God. We need to stand for the Word of God, right? And we need to step out. And we need to say, you know what, sometimes it might be a little rough, but you know what? I'm still going to honor God. I'm still going to do what He said, you know? Just popped in my mind. You remember when Tim Tebow was playing, right? He turned around, he'd make a play, and he'd give all the glory to God. I don't believe it was an act. You look through the man's life all the time. I'm not saying he's perfect, but I'm just saying that he constantly tried to give the glory to God. What did they do? They just beat him down and down and down and down and down. You know what? He just used it when they said, what do you think about that? <laughs> God's good. <laughs> you know? He didn't, he didn't get into name calling or anything else. He constantly was renewing his mind, and he knows who he serves. Do you know who you serve today? Do you know that it's the one true God? Amen? I'm going to pick up a little speed here. Now, there's power. Did I get it? Whoop. The power of preparation. I want to share a little something about that real fast. I heard this a long time ago. I love object lessons and stuff. Now, you know what? It's, it's good to prepare. Amen? It's good to read our Bibles. It's good to be spending time with the Lord. You know, you wouldn't uh, come up here and pra- just play the music and not practice. I run through this. I try to be prepared as best I can. But I let the Lord lead because many times we'll be off the notes and going on with what God has. So preparation is good. I'm going to give you an example. A guy, I heard a guy preach on this years ago. We went to a revival and I always loved the story. He said, you can learn a lesson from the eagle. I said, the eagle? What's that got to do with Jesus? Man, we're we in the right place, you know? And he says, every morning, the eagle will get up an hour early before he starts flying to prepare just in case there's rain or a storm. He said, I remember making, remember making that face. He says, that eagle will take his beak and go all over those feathers. Because there's a substance in his mouth, they said, that coats his feathers in case he gets into bad weather. I was going to say foul weather, but that wasn't. I'm just messing with that. I didn't, I didn't say that, right? But so in case he would get into some bad weather, just in case, hour early, every morning to prepare just in case, what would happen if we got up an hour early and prepared our hearts with the word of God, prepared our hearts with time with God, right? You know, what would happen? How often do we do, we do that? Man, I got to get up so early. Well, you know, I get up early and, and you know what? I tell myself, well, then go to bed earlier, but I don't normally do that. But I kind of got it in reverse because I know how much I need to hold on to what God's doing. Y'all hear it a lot of times. I'll put my headphones on at night. I'm listening to a sermon. I'm listening to a sermon. I roll over and say, amen. And he's like, what's going on? I said, I'm sleeping. Any way I can get that word in, because you know what? I want to feed my spirit on the word of God. Because life is moving so fast. Time is going by so fast. And you don't know what tomorrow brings, but you can know who holds tomorrow. Amen. And that's what I want us to see. That preparation is a good thing. So we should be a student of the word of God. Amen. Growing in faith and following Jesus. I got another story for you. Is that all right? You know what? When I was little, the first job I got was at Kentucky Fried Chicken. Amen. Y'all probably never eat there again, right? Yeah. Man, and we lived on where we lived that everybody that wanted a job saw my buddy's brother and he'd get a job at Kentucky Fried Chicken. You know? And when I first got there, I thought, man, I'd just show up, you know? I'd just show up and do whatever. But the whole thing that I found was preparation was the key. So they want you to prepare things for the next shift and the next shift. 
in the next shift. Well, I'm like, well, just tell me what to do and I'll do it. You got to be watching who you hang out with, right? Because people will lead you astray. I was working with this guy and I should have known better. Oh, man, we don't need to do all that right now. We got time. We got time, bro. It's all right. Hey, get you another soda. And after a couple of days of working with this guy, man, I'm like, man, I got the best job in the world. I got a chicken leg, man. I got me a big drink. You know, that's only halfway down. I'll get another one. Man, I'm just, he's lulling me into unemployment, man. I don't even know it. You know, I don't know what's going on. And then the boss goes, uh, how's it going? I said, this is a great job. Did you get all this done? I go, we got time. <laughs> and that lady said, I don't know how much time you're going to have, but you better get on it right now. Because we've been slacked the last couple of days. You need to make sure that you get that chicken broke and you got all the stuff in and reach in coolers filled and all that and get the girls the coleslaw and everything. I was like, we're supposed to be doing that? And that guy said, yeah, man. <laughs> he told me, yeah, man. Man, he dropped me like a bad habit, man. I thought, that will never happen again. Preparation in everything we do is important. And if it's that important in just in, in, in our jobs, and you know, that is important, in our school and all that thing, how much more is it preparing our heart for when we go out into this world? Because it's dark out there and it's tough out there. But God will illuminate his word to us and through us through the power of the Holy Spirit. Everybody doing good? Say amen. All right. I'm picking up some speed here. All right, now I'm talking about regaining, living out our relationship with God and seeing our confidence in him, him in us and him through us. So we can regain the strength and confidence in Christ. When we know who we serve, when we know about God, that's why I love the names of God. When you look at the names of God, who he is, he's a healer. Jimmy talks about that a lot. The different uh, redemptive names of the Lord, man. Our safe place, our refuge, our, you know, our, our king of kings. Man, when we start realizing that's who dwells in us through the power of the Holy Spirit, it brings back strength and confidence, amen? Also, we got to get our priorities right. And that's putting the Lord first. Cleaning the table off and say, Lord, you come in and you set my schedule. And I don't know how he does it, but he sure can multiply some time. Have you ever seen that? You think there is no way we're going to get this done. And God says, you know what? You put me first. I will walk you through. Amen. So we want to trust in the Lord. And I said, you know, giving God's word first place in our life and allowing him to set the standards and trusting him and living out of what God's showing us. That's the thing that, uh, you know, God is always showing and growing us. And uh, I want to go back to this. Right where we started, I'm going to pull out some of the verses here. Isaiah 40, 31 but those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. That's the message. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. Sometimes we need a renewing, a refreshing. Sometimes, you know, we need a new day. We need that freshness of that day. We need to understand that his forgiveness and his mercy and his grace is so good that he gives us fresh each day. That should be freeing, amen? They will soar high on wings like eagles. And I thought about that eagle preparing. Are we preparing our hearts? Are we preparing our lives? They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not faint. Man, when we go through some of the things that we go through, you think, how am I ever going to get up again? How are you ever going to get up again? I think I told you guys several several weeks ago, I was at a hospital visit. I was visiting a young man who's going through stage four cancer. And he had such a great attitude. And he was very open and, and sharing things. And I said, hey, man. He said, yeah, boy, what's up? I said, help me to understand what you're going through so I can help somebody else. Because I don't know. I mean, I'm not going through that. 
And that boy, even though he didn't feel good, even though things were going on, he took time to say, you know what? First thing I had to do was stop saying, why me? He said, why not me? And he started talking about the legacy that his grandparents had spoken to his life. And his parents had spoken to his life. See, people were speaking things into his life all along. And then when the storm came, he had something to pull from. Are we speaking life into our children, to our families, to our co-workers, to the community? Because the storm's going to come. I'm not preaching no doom and gloom. He says, be a good cheer, right? I've overcome the world. He says, there's trials and tribulations, but be a good cheer because I've overcome the world. We've got to be settled on that, that we know that God's in control, even when we don't understand everything. I like this right here. And it says, but those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. This is God's word. It's by word of God breathing. It didn't say you might. If you're real good, maybe only on Tuesdays, he says you will find new strength. You ever had a chance to go to a nursing home and spend some time with people? It can be sad, but it can be a blessing as well. Taking time with some of some elderly folks. And, and, and it's amazing to see their bodies so tired but their spirit is so strong. Man, we can learn from folks. A lot of times people say, I can't wait to retire. Okay, what are you going to do when you retire? Anything I want. Okay, that's your prerogative. But you know what? Maybe God's freeing you up and giving you the ability so that you can be a blessing to somebody else. Maybe you could spend some time with somebody. Maybe you're going to sit down with somebody. Maybe you're going to speak words of life into somebody. You're going to remind them, you know what? But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. You know, as I, as I go into the closing of this today, and I think about what we're going to be facing tonight, we'll be facing tomorrow with that dear family that lost a young woman, got two kids, young kids, uh, you know, got a mama that's hurting, our community's hurting, man. And that's the message the Lord gave me for them as well. I said, you know what? We'll find new strength. That's not discounting their pain. That's not discounting anything. But that's loving on people with the word of God and pointing them to the one who can bring the healing. That's all we can do at times. We can encourage them in the Lord and point them to the truth of God's scripture, the truth of God's promises, so that we regain our proper place in our mind because our hearts and everything God says you're right he didn't move us out of the family but sometimes we need to recalibrate just what our identity is in Christ and if you're here today and you've never put your faith and trust in the Lord Jesus Christ now's your time every week every week I think every time since I've been preaching I promise the Lord I said Lord if you give me the chance <laughs> tell people how good you are I want to know so they can grab hold of that now because you know what? We don't know what's going to happen when we walk out of here. You said, buddy, are you trying to scare us? Not at all. I'm trying to prepare us. I'm just trying to prepare us. Because if you have a loved one, or you're the one, and we're your loved ones left behind, the one thing we do have is this. When we know that we know that we know that Jesus Christ is our Lord and Savior, the time we spend here is short. Whether it's 38 years, whether it's 58 years, or 108 years, 
because up against the backdrop of eternity is, is short. And we're going to grieve and we're going to miss him. But I'm going to tell you what, if we know that we know that Jesus Christ is the Lord and Savior, that we've asked the Lord to come into our life and forgive us of our sin, and we can't add to it, what would keep you from receiving the greatest gift ever, eternal life through Jesus Christ? I said, close your eyes and open your hearts. Father, I thank you today that through the message, Lord, I pray that, that you know what? You can show us how to soar high, even in the midst of some terrible, tough times, Lord. And I believe that what you're showing us today is so clear in your word. But those who trust in the Lord will find new strength. I pray each one here. If you're here today, I want you to listen to everyone. If you're here today, do you know for sure if you take your last breath, would you spend the rest of eternity with the Lord Jesus Christ? You say, well, buddy, I, I don't know. I'm a pretty good person. No, no. We have to be perfect, and none of us are perfect. The Bible says all have fall short of the glory of God. That's why he sent Jesus. So if you're here today, and you said, you know, that's, that's me. You're speaking to me today. This is right. You're talking to me. I want to tell you the good news. God says he loves you right where you are, right the way you are. He knows everything you did. He knows everything you'll do. He knows everything you said. He knows everything you're thinking about. And he says, I still love you, and I paid the price. Just trust in my sacrifice. Call on the name of Jesus. If that's you today, just look up here and say, I'm trusting him. It's on salvation. It's on your lips. The Bible says if you confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus, believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Today, I pray that everybody hears this here and people hear this later on the internet, that they know that they're secure in Christ, that they can know when they call upon the name of Jesus, it's forever. Amen. Now, if you're here today and you say, man, buddy, I do know that, but sometimes I don't live like that. Well, guess what? You're in the perfect place because I don't think all, any of us always do and choose the best thing because the best thing is the God thing. But I want to tell you what, God forgive us, God help us, God empower us to make better choices, but it never knocks us out of the hand of God. I think sometimes it just gets us squeezing a little closer because we need to feel that love. We need to feel that touch of God. I pray right now in the mighty name of Jesus, Lord, everyone here, everyone listening to this sermon throughout the day, throughout the weeks and months, Lord, that you impart to them a touch of your love and your grace and your mercy. Lord, I pray that we no longer take a casual look at your word, but we become students of your word. I pray, Lord, that we put you first in our life, Lord. I pray that we, we resist the devil and he will flee, just like your word says. And I, I pray that everyone that's listening today hears the freeing and, and loving news of Jesus Christ who came to pay the price so that we can live with him for eternity and that he can empower us and strengthen us in each day and everything we go through. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Give the Lord a hand clap. We serve an awesome, awesome God. Yes, sir.